In the local newspaper and the uh, Indiana Daily Student, a couple days ago it was reported that last night the women from the sororities on campus were boycotting fraternity parties because of a rise in allegations of sexual assault on campus. And to those women who participated, good for you. So often in life we can think that little acts like that, just staying away from a party or doing something in our life doesn't really matter or can't add up to much in the face of the brokenness in our world. But as we see in the gospel, Jesus tells us, if you but give a cup of water to someone in the name of Christ, you will not lose your reward. The little things that we do in life, if but one heart, mind, or life was changed or in some way came to think differently about their interactions with other people last night, then it was worth it. This is the importance of recognizing the power of the good, the beautiful, and the true. That these things, in fact, do change the world. Maybe not in ways that are significant or meaningful, but if the world changes for one person, the world changes. This is the power of the gospel. This is what we are called to as people. In the first reading, we hear from the book of Numbers, and Moses cries out, Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets. Would that all of us had the blessing and the grace and the power of God given to Eldad and Medad to share what the Lord has given to us. And in fact, you have been given that authority through your baptism. You are the prophet, the priest, and the king the world needs because Christ has claimed you for himself and has given you the authority to change the world. Now, we look around the world and we see just here in our own community the seemingly insurmountable challenges, the difficulties, the struggles that we face. And it can be overwhelming and perplexing. I've been a priest on this campus and in this community for more than five years now. I don't know if my ministry has made a substantial impact on the lives of college students. I don't know if, if drinking or promiscuity or anything is less now because of our ministry than when I got here. But I do know that lives have been changed through the ministry that's going on here. And it may not be so easily perceptible. We may actually have to go into and enter into the lives of those people whose hearts and minds have been changed. But praise God for that. God created you for this moment. God gave you his authority through baptism for this time, for these challenges. And the good news of Jesus today is but little that we do matters. Whatever good that we do, even again, if it's just sharing that cup of water, staying away from a party for a night, being kind to the person we meet on the street, that can change the world in a positive way. The challenge for us who follow Christ, though, is we see in the second part of the gospel what Jesus is laying out for us. He's telling us that it's, yes, those little things that we do can change the world. Therefore, everything you do must be intentional, must be in accord with my will for you. The good news also has the difficult news. 
The reality of my need to continual conversion into the saint that Christ has created me to be. And so it requires of me an intentionality. And it requires of me looking at every person with whom I interact. Every conversation I have, every for students, every quiz I take, for those who work in the world, every project, every person, everything that you do, do it in the name of the Lord. So often in life we hedge. Well, I did one thing good, but I'll allow for vice or sin in another aspect of my life. But Jesus is very clear with us today. God does not tolerate sin. God does not want us to be sinners. In fact, God has established the sacraments, in particular the sacrament of confession, so that when we sin we can be made new, so that we can overcome through the gifts and the power of His crucifixion, death, and resurrection in the name of Jesus, our own brokenness. And this is the challenge, though, because we we recognize that we can do good, we can also do evil, but here's the beauty of it. Jesus is always there for us. Jesus is always calling us. Jesus is always loving us. And when we commit to that path, to the narrow way of following after Jesus, all of a sudden our horizons expand. Because we see the beauty and the richness of the tapestry God weaves in our lives when we but strive to follow after Him. Those little interactions which can have eternal implications all of a sudden do because we start to see people with the eyes and the heart of Jesus. We talk to people, whether they be friends or complete strangers, with love and compassion. We look at the injustices of the world and we say, how can I treat the people in my community and my family and my friends right here in front of me with justice, mercy, and equality? We look to the border and we say, wow, we have a really messed up migrant situation and immigration policy and each one of us can only do so much, but we can love the people in front of us and listen to the stories of the immigrants and the migrants in our community and strive to love and to do and to be better. We can look in our social lives and we can say, I need to commit to living with greater love for these people. Maybe I need to turn and live with greater chastity or sobriety or whatever it takes. Take that next step. Do that little thing that leads but to greater love and gift of self to God and to your neighbor. This is what we are created to be, is to be Jesus, to be the prophet the world needs. But we must choose that. It must be intentional on our part. And Jesus walks behind us, aside us, in front of us, with us and in us and through us, through the graces of the sacraments. Every step of the way, Jesus is encouraging us is urging us, is even sometimes challenging us to move forward. Perhaps today he's challenging you to love that person in your life a little bit better, or he may be challenging you to look at the sin that you are permissive with in your life and to ask yourself, how can I change? What must I do to seek help to make this less a part of my life? Whatever it is, God is giving you what you need in this moment through the Eucharist, and if need be, through the sacrament of confession, 
through the Christian community that we build here, through the opportunities present in your life. Because if we hold on to the things that we have, we heard in that second reading, quite a difficult reading, wasn't it? If we hold on to those gifts that we have, it'll corrode, it'll destroy, it'll implode, it'll, it'll cause disease and infestation, we will die from the inside out. But if we share what we have, imperfect as we may be, one little action at a time, one little gift of self, one act of love, one turning away from sin so as to live in the freedom and the beauty of the sons and daughters of God at a time, the world will be a better, more beautiful, more prophetic place Because this is who Jesus has made the world, this is what Jesus has made the world to be, and this is who Jesus has made you to be in this world.